0: Love, Talk Radio. Hi there. Welcome to Teach Me to Talk the Podcast. I'm Laura Mize, Pediatric Speech-Language Pathologist, and I hope you are getting ready for a wonderful Thanksgiving today. Today is Wednesday, November 26, 2014, and this is the last thing on my to-do list before I am ready to get my own Thanksgiving on. So let's get right to it, and I'm so excited about the topic for today's show. I've kind of been thinking about this topic for a while, but let me tell you what really gave me the inspiration to go ahead and do a show about this. The last few conferences I've done... In um, Akron, I think it happened in Fort Wayne too, but especially in St. Louis and this last time we were in Chicago last week, I had more than one therapist say to me, some version of, thank you so much for this course. It really made me remember why I love this job. I was feeling a little burned out. I was in a rut. It's what a couple of people said to me. And again, that's the title for this show. It just so struck me that I was hearing the same thing from speech pathologists and other therapists who work in early intervention. And guys, it wasn't just limited to people who've done this job for a long time. I even had a couple of the cutest, most adorable young speech pathologists who said a similar version of this to me last Thursday in Chicago, and they were just saying how they were so stressed all the time and how this job wasn't as much fun as they wanted it to be. And one girl said, I've even thought about going to work at Target. Now, there is nothing wrong with working at Target, but when you have invested six years of your life in getting first a bachelor's degree and then a master's degree in speech language pathology, don't toss that out the window. When things aren't feeling quite right about your job, all it means is you need to tune up. You need to pull yourself out of that rut, figure out some ways that you can get out and move on and make this job what it's supposed to be, which is incredibly rewarding and, and fun, fun most of the time, more than anything. So because of those comments, and again, uh, I, I see this on the program evaluation sheets that that people write at the end of the course a lot of times they'll say you know i was kind of i was feeling kind of blah or i wasn't really into work anymore like i should have been or I, I was i was just feeling like this this wasn't what i was supposed to do anymore and after coming here today i've gotten a jump start i've gotten a boost i feel good about it i i remember why i liked it in the first place So that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to give you six different ways that you can pull yourself out of that rut and move on. Now, this is so funny. Uh, Those of you who've listened to the show before, or if you've certainly heard me speak live, you know my husband, Johnny, is the other half of teachmetotalk.com, the man I've loved since I was 19. You know, he is just my heart and soul. And so this morning when I was talking about the show topic, and I needed to get the podcast done before we could go to the grocery store and do our last-minute Thanksgiving shopping and, you know, get the house ready for our kids coming home. I said to him, oh, gosh, stuck in a rut, stuck in a rut. That's what today's show is going to be about. And he started talking about something about deer and deer season and mating and whatever. I don't know if that's what the word rut makes you think of. Not me, not this born in a southern state, but kind of a city girl. Um, thinks about when I think of a ride. I think about being stuck in a car or in a a Jeep or when Johnny and I were first dating, he had a Toyota truck that he would love to take me out and scare me to death, and I would feel like sometimes we were going to be stuck out there when those wheels were spinning in that mud. So that's what I think about when I think about a rut. So I don't know what that word means to you, but let's talk about how we can drive that car back on the path and get going in the direction that we were supposed to do. The first way that I think that we can help ourselves move on is just to have a new attitude. It may not be a brand new attitude, it may just be more like a shift, a shift in your perspective. The sweet girls that I was talking to on Thursday about it were describing to me how they would um, kind of not feel so great after a session and then they would sort of dwell on that and then kind of think about all the reasons that, that things went wrong. And that's just really the, it's constructive in a way because you do start to analyze yourself. And I'm always talking about on the show how we can look at ourselves and fix ourselves first before we start to fix a child or treat a child or a family. But let me just talk about what happens when we only focus on the negative things or on things that didn't go right or on things we didn't improve. Really, you start just kind of spiraling downward. You may not even really get to a bottom. Things just seem to get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And the more you think about it, the worse it feels. You start to think things like, man, I don't know if I like this job anymore. I don't know if I'm cut out for this. I don't know if I know what I'm doing here. I feel so uncertain. I feel so unsure of myself. Surely it's got to be better than this. And again, some of us can think that way for a little while And start to feel like giving up or feel like there's no way out of this. It's never going to get better. And you you get my point here. I don't even like saying these things out loud (laughs) because I've kind of been in this point before too. And it does just seem to go on and on and on. so something as simple as just giving yourself what I call a good talking to, just saying to yourself, now listen, (laughs) it is not as bad as you are making it out to be. There are several positive things that happened today. Things may not have gone just as I planned or just as I'd hoped, but let me look for the things that did go right. Let me look for the things that I do feel like I accomplished today and start to really just just ponder over those things. And some of you I think I, I can almost feel you rolling your eyes as I say that. <laughs> if you're driving, you're exercising, you're cleaning, you're whatever you do to listen to this show, don't dismiss the power of shifting your own perspective and thinking now look it is better than this you get yourself together girl and you think about this in a different way and you make yourself come up with three things that are positive and before long you'll probably find five things that were positive about the day or ten things and I was as I was talking to those two Young women last week, I was saying, surely not everything that happens related to this job is negative. Or it's pos. Yeah, surely not everything that happens is negative. Surely you've had some things happen that are positive. And within just a few minutes, you know, at first I don't think they were so enthusiastic and they didn't embrace my recommendation that they just try to look for some things that were positive. But within a couple of minutes, both of them had shared really heartwarming stories of how moms one one was a mom one one therapist said I had a mom who was leaving and it was the last session that I was about to see this family and she came in and she came into the place where she worked and she worked in an outpatient facility she said and she came into the gym and she brought me a present and she was in tears saying to me how much I meant to her and her family she said and you know I didn't appreciate that like I should have. You know, I went when after she left and I hugged her and I thanked her and stuff. I went and thought, well, she might have said that to anybody or she didn't really know that I don't really know what I'm doing. You know, and she really had downplayed that in her mind. Instead of thinking, this is incredible. I've made such an impact on this family. I really made a difference in their lives, and, and she didn't give herself credit for that. She just automatically dismissed this very warm, loving, um how she described it. I, I can just see that mom talking to her and how sincere she was, and she said the mom was, was teary-eyed and crying during this. You know, that's an emotional moment for a mom, so for that mom to have, gone to that much effort to have come in and brought her a little present and then gathered her thoughts and made herself say those words. I hate that that therapist missed the, the, all the positive love for lack of a better word and reinforcement and validation that she should have felt in that moment because she let her own self doubt really push a lot of that away. Now, There are those of us who who do that, who no matter how many positive things we hear, we focus on either the negative things that we feel about ourselves or we just dismiss it and think, well, that person can't know very much if she thinks that I'm doing a good job. And let me just tell you, stop, 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 stop doing that. I've I've done that before, and that that never leads to any good. It, It absolutely doesn't. So make yourself shift. Make yourself think, I'm purposefully going to look for good things that are happening to me throughout this session, throughout this morning, throughout this afternoon, throughout this entire day, and I'm going to appreciate that. Now, the other speech pathologist shared, she said, you know, let me just tell you this story. And she gave me a sweet little story of how... She was really obviously looking upset and depressed and tired. I think that's part of it with these girls. They're they're working for longer days and so they just see kids back to back to back to back to back all day. And that can be exhausting. And and they're brand new. They're again I I keep saying young. They're brand new to this profession and it does feel a little bit overwhelming at the beginning because there's just so much to know and especially when you have that drive to be good you know, I, I know there's a different way to do this. I know there's a better way to do this. So uh, we're going to talk about that in a minute. But, but she had let herself kind of get to the point in a session where one of the little guys that she was seeing noticed that. And obviously he was older than the kids we see in early intervention because he said to her something like, I'm going to make you a pie and that will make you feel better. And again, she described it and I don't remember the exact words she used that he said, but isn't that sweet that that little boy would say that to his speech pathologist? He could see that she wasn't in a happy spot. And he wanted to do whatever he could do, pretend, play, and all to make her feel better. And she said she shared that story with, that, with his mom, and his mom thought that was just precious. And she said that's one of the things that he does is he tends to try to make other people feel better. I said to her, how did that make you feel? And And she said she had... Been feeling pretty good about that and she had shared that enough with her co so that they were saying to her i will make you a pie i make you feel better or something like that and so again <laughs> we don't always even realize what our emotional stance is what a, another person's perspective might be of, of how what we are giving off so we have to do everything we can to shift that So that we are feeling better and know that we are here with a purpose and that we certainly have a lot to offer families. Now, sometimes young speech pathologists don't really feel like that because they don't feel like they have enough experience yet. Let me just tell you, you have more to offer than you are probably giving yourself credit for. And so just know that. Just know that. Just know that you are here for a reason. Know that you're going to get better as you go on. that's all of us do. I hope we do anyway so just know this is how I'm learning this is what I'm doing but I have a lot to offer I have a lot of theory that these parents don't know and it's my job to teach them it's my job to share with them And no you may not have the parenting perspective that they do you may not even have kids yet but again that's okay because that's just where you are in your life and so you've got to do everything you can to shift yourself from looking at the negatives or what you perceive to be a negative so that you are looking at it from a different way and you can make yourself positive and and have that attitude shift now for some of us too we get so bogged down with the complexities of this job and for all of the circumstances uh, that may happen with families that we serve or or we may be working with a particular child or even a particular population or a particular job that we feel like it's really hard it's really maybe above our skill set and so we do feel a little bit of uncertainty, and we do feel, you know, that that shaky feeling like, am I doing this right? And that's okay, too. Let me just say, sometimes I hear therapists talk about this in, in courses. You know, they'll kind of grab me out in the hall during a bathroom break, and they'll say something like this, and I always say, you know, not always, but sometimes, and I'll try to say it as gently and as, non-critically and as uplifting as I can sometimes I just kind of want to shake them though and say you're making this too hard yes our job is based on science and yes there are so many strategies that we need to know and certainly from the diagnostic perspective there's a lot we need to know to be a speech language pathologist but guys on a day-to-day level it is not rocket science now I can say this on good authority because our two sons (laughs) are pursuing engineering degrees And let me tell you, they are studying rocket science and it's a lot different than what we're talking about here in speech therapy. And I'm not minimizing the professionalism of our job or what we do or its impact or anything. I am just saying early speech language development, you can wrap your head around it. You do know how to do it. You don't need to make it as hard as sometimes we try to uh, whip ourselves into a frenzy about, okay? So again, just just shift your perspective there. For some of us, it may mean that we tell ourselves, hey, I'm going to do nothing today but have fun. Yes, we're going to work on these goals, and yes, I know I'm going to accomplish some things that this child needs to accomplish, but more than anything else, my number one priority today is to have a good time, not only for me, not only for this this kid that I'm seeing, not only for his mom, but just so that I can make my Self happy and realize that this job is fun. it does not have to be drudgery it does not have to be eight hours of oh my goodness let me count down the clock till I can get myself out of here or until I can go home or however long you work it really doesn't have to be that way and so we do need to shift and even if we have to do things to trick ourselves to say things like we're not really gonna do anything except have a good time and as I always say In early intervention we need to play 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 and when you're sick of all that you need to play some more guys that needs to be fun play I don't see how you can say the word play without without knowing that you're supposed to be having a good time and not just a kid you're seeing you too so that was my advice that I gave those um, those younger speech pathologists go just have a good time just focus on that the goals will come the progress will come if we change ourselves first and kind of shift our perspective that certainly will do so much to positively impact the children and the families that we see. Now, for some of us who are a little more seasoned, shall we, shall we say, it is really just remembering why we picked this job in the first place. And, and again, you can do that even if you're younger. You know, there certainly was probably some point that you decided yes, this is what I want to do. This is what makes me happy. This is this is my life's calling. And again, it may not have been as dramatic as that for you, but for a lot of us, I think it is. We know in our hearts, man, this is what I was meant to do. This is why I am here on this earth. And so if you've lost your way a little bit and aren't feeling so <laughs> great about your career choice, maybe just remembering why you got into this profession in the first place would be a nice place to start that attitude shift for those of us who have worked for a while. I think it's always a good thing um to do is to reflect on our past successes. You know we may kind of be in a in a rut where we're feeling like the kids that we're seeing aren't making as much progress as we would like or you know whatever circumstances are going on. if you'll just though be able to take yourself back and walk. Through a lot of your past successes. Now, you can do this in your mind, certainly, when you're just remembering certain things. As uh, someone who's worked for over 20 years, I have a whole collection of sweet little notes that moms have written me throughout the years. And I don't even keep them in all in one place anymore. They're kind of in different folders or different drawers in different places. And I love it when I just happen upon some of those, like a little collection of maybe, you know. Seven or eight that I'd gotten maybe one Christmas or something. And so they're all kind of there together. Read those, read those, and kind of take yourself back and, and make yourself remember how it felt to get that note and and read you know words are so important to me as i am i'm sure they are lots of you who also chose this profession of speech pathology where we deal in words 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 and just reading those notes sometimes can give me an instant pick-me-up and again it makes me remember all of the things that 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 were so much fun and all of the successes that we've had so maybe you need to pull some of those out um now I get lots and lots of email from speech pathologists and parents and other people, and it's always I keep a little folder so I can go back and remember some of those. Certainly with conference season every year, I get an amazing amount of positive feedback. And it's it. if I'm feeling down about something, it is very um, easy for me just to go over and read a sheet or two, and then I start remembering, yes. This is why I do this i don't I don't need to focus on this other stuff that's gone wrong. Let me think about all the other things that have gone right. So help yourself do that. Put some Some strategies in place. So, even now, if you're in a good place, if this show doesn't relate to you at all today, this might be where you want to do some things so that you can help yourself remember at a time that it's not feeling so good. You may journal about it if you're into that. You may write yourself just a little note. You may keep some sticky notes kind of around your computer if you have a desk or In your planner or even in your phone, if you have one of those fancy um, galaxy notes like I have, I have that little stylus so that I can just write myself notes all the time. Write yourself some positive notes. Write yourself some, some things that you can read later on a day that's not going so well so that it can help you remember why you love this job. All right, that was number one, having an attitude shift. Let's talk about number two. You may have to get yourself a new approach. Sometimes it may mean that you are overhauling a whole philosophy (laughs) so that you find a better way to think about what you do. Let me just say this, too. I said this at the beginning. I've been saying this at the beginning of the courses that I've taught this fall. I think any time we do something to educate ourselves to make us better at what we do, we're going to automatically feel better about it because we've given ourselves kind of a new starting point anytime that you can learn what makes your job what makes you do your job better you're going to automatically feel better you're going to get more confidence You're going to feel more certainty when you're talking with a parent. You may be looking at a child and all of a sudden have more clarity about what you need to do for that child for for treatment, all because you've gotten better at your own craft. And so it may mean that you need to take a course. You need to get yourself to some really good uh, continuing education events. You know, if if you are looking for something, don't just (laughs) – Oh, gosh. I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I'm going to. When you're doing your CEUs, don't just go for the free stuff, (laughs) for the stuff that anybody can get that's so general that won't really matter, that won't really make an impact on what you do every single day. Now, there are certainly high-quality free CEUs out there, but what I'm saying is, Use your professional development opportunities to really make a difference in your daily practice. So take a course that's related to something that you're struggling with. If you feel like you have a lot of kids with autism and you don't know what to do, get yourself to a course about autism. If you feel like, man, I just have all these kids with these sensory processing issues, I don't know this, I'm a speech pathologist or I'm a developmental therapist or whatever your title is, get yourself to a course about that. If you can't find a course about it, you've already gotten your CEUs, you're thinking that's just totally unrealistic for me. Something as as simple maybe then as even buying a new book. Or it may be even simpler than that, guys. It might be you just you just do some internet searches until you find good information out there and you you educate yourself. You do everything you can to Improve your knowledge. And again, when you get better at something and when you start to see even a hint of better results, you're going to feel better. You are. So do what you can to get yourself that new approach or that new technique or that new philosophy, whatever you need to call it that will make everything better for you if it truly is that you have a skill deficit that you need um, to shore up with that now because you're probably early interventionist or speech pathologist who work in birth to three programs or toddler programs or in a preschool program or a private practice where you see mostly babies let me just say if you need some help with early intervention teachmeetotalk.com has tons of resources for you i have written literally hundreds of articles that you can access any time of the day get to teachmetotalk.com click on blog and then categories will pop up that are really diagnostic categories like apraxia receptive language expressive language intelligibility autism blah 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 find yourself some articles through there and read and again build your own knowledge base so that you feel better about that if you need something a little bit more than that get yourself a book you know, I have uh, Teach Me To Play With You. It's all about teaching children uh, who have social skill and interaction um, deficits. So get yourself that book if that's kind of where you're feeling shaky and don't really know, feel like you know what you're doing and you need some new techniques. Hannon.org, their materials are wonderful for um, therapists who are just beginning to treat autism and look at autism and think about how they can uh, help parents learn how, to work with children who are who have even have red flags maybe haven't even been diagnosed yet so get yourself some better materials um i again i mentioned teach me to play with you but i have that all those dvds teach me to talk teach me to listen and obey one and two teach me to talk with the and phonological disorders even if you don't want to do the dvds spend some time watching therapy tip of the week videos I promise you will come away with new information. Sometimes it may be helping you remember something that you forgot you already knew. And so you can listen to and watch a video and come away with a new tip that may make all the difference in a child that you're seeing. And, again, just getting that new information, sometimes that is just so inspirational. I remember there have been books throughout my career that I've read that – Any of Dr. Greenspan's stuff that I started reading in the late 90s, early 2000s, I could always, even after a chapter, even after just 15 minutes of reading, feel like, you know, yes, I have this new information and I know what to do with it. And now I just feel better. I'm, you know, and then I was ready to head out the door and take on the world. You know, give me that kid. Let me see him. Because I felt better about myself and I felt better about about what to do and so if that's you if you're really struggling with that if that's what makes your job terrible for you right now that's an easy fix so with the access of the internet you certainly can do lots to improve your knowledge base and getting yourself a new approach um, new materials teaching yourself some new things really is so much easier than it's ever been so get yourself going on that all right the third strategy for getting yourself actually i think this is the fourth because that remember was supposed to be in there so let me let me back up the fourth strategy for getting yourself unstuck from a professional rut and sort of related to that new approach is get yourself some new materials now it could be that we t- we just talked about ordering yourself a new book or reading a book it may be though more treatment directed than that. It could be you need to sit down if you work if you worked with school children or um, or school age children or preschoolers. It may be something like getting a new workbook or or getting some new materials or something you know some new intervention materials. For us in early intervention, you know we are the luckiest people of all because our materials are toys. And even if you are working in one of those. Programs like my state of Kentucky that the state early intervention program doesn't want you to take a toy bag anymore. And sometimes we get so locked into thinking, you know, I have to follow the rules. I'm not ever going to do that, blah, 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 blah. We forget all the other people who also listen to the show, who work in other settings, who do get to buy their own materials and plan their own sessions and, and still are looking at that and you know those of those who work in preschool settings and clinical settings guys let me just say that has been my number one strategy anytime I've been in a rut or needed a lift is to make a toy run is what I would call that you if you've listened to the show for a long time you probably remember Hearing me say that before, even going and spending, you know, ten dollars, twenty dollars, even even if you're not going to Target, even if you're going to a consignment store like Goodwill or or Once Upon a Child or whatever store you have like that in your um, town or city, getting yourself changing your materials is an easy way to do it. Um, you can do that during a, a cancellation appointment where you've had a kid not coming. You can run out. And stop in a store and and you may not have to spend a hundred bucks. it may just be spending you know twenty bucks and getting a new puzzle and a new little set of whatever that can do a lot to shift your mood and to make you feel excited and really to inspire you too now, with Christmas coming up since tomorrow is Thanksgiving, you certainly may be able to think about this a little more um, if you have listened to the show in previous years, you know for Several years in a row, my kids would get me toys for Christmas, you know, once they got to be older, like middle school. And and Johnny has always made a a really big deal about making sure that (laughs) I get presents that I really want. and, And for me, that would be toys. And so you may ask for some things like that for Christmas from your husband or your children if they're old enough to be getting you presents or or. Your mom and dad, you may say, you know, I know it's been a long time since you bought me some toys, but this is what I really, really need and what I really, really want, and this would be great for me professionally. They may not have ever thought about that. And now with all our online options, with all of the wish lists that you can create, like at Amazon or or nearly every Website like Toys R Us or Fisher Price or wherever you're going, has a spot for that, where you can kind of put it all in a shopping cart or a wish list or whatever they call it, and then somebody else go back and pay for it. So that might be something you want to do. That might be something you want to want to think about. If you don't want to do that, you just are kind of thinking about your own budget. Budget yourself some money for some new therapy materials. And again, it may be something like a, a book or a something like buying yourself some new cards or, or games or toys, but do that for yourself. Give yourself an opportunity to get some new materials. And, again, nothing makes me more excited than getting some new toys. If you saw my post, I guess it was a couple of Mondays ago on com when I said we have big plans for December, and the picture there uh, was a picture of all of the new toys that I bought in the last several weeks getting ready for this brand new project that we're about to roll out. Now, I can't really tell you what it is yet because we're still finalizing some things and I want to make sure that we are uh, really clear in in what we're doing before I really start to divulge those details, but man, that has been so fun for me to put together all of those uh, ideas with using new toys. So if you're like me and that gives you that rush that makes you excited, that might be a way that you can shift your attention here and get, pull yourself out of that rut. So go shopping, whether it's in person, and I like to shop in person, although online is kind of easier, but, you know, even if you're not buying the lot, just get yourself down the toy aisle. And if you can go to somewhere like Toys R Us, now this week may not be the best week to go since there will be a mob scene there later on Friday and probably now until Christmas. But get yourself there on like a Tuesday morning when nobody else is going to go or, you know, a Wednesday at noon go and just walk them down the aisles and give yourself some different ideas and some new ideas. Even if you're not buying those toys, you'll still have those ideas ready for when you're seeing a child at home and he perhaps has a toy or something very similar, you've already thought about how you can use it or come up with a real clever way that maybe he's never played with that toy before and you need to give yourself some time to think about that and to mull it over and to uh, have those little periods of inspiration. So get yourself to a toy store Again, even if you're not going to buy those things for yourself just yet, to really inspire you to have some new ideas. All right, let's talk about the fifth way that you can pull yourself out of a rut when you need it. And, boy, have I seen this work positively like we're going to talk about. And certainly from the flip side, from kind of a negative perspective. And this is making sure that you surround yourself with Friends who are colleagues who are going to be able to give you support now sometimes when i say support it kind of takes a nosedive (laughs) and we think about support synonymously with complaining that we're just all going to complain to each other complain 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 and let me just say this goes back to what we were talking about at the very beginning of the show Sometimes we really set ourselves up for failure when we surround ourselves with negativity. So if you are complaining about your work situation or your caseload or a family or your boss or this any kind of circumstances of your job and you have a friend who kind of lets you go on and 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 on on without providing any kind of hey it's not that bad or even just a gentle prod in the direction of let's figure out a solution for this or it may just be again shifting perspective with you know it's not that bad stop it there are a lot of people who have it worse than you whatever whatever you would respond to If you have a friend who's not doing that for you, or let me just say if it's worse, if you have a friend who makes you feel worse about it than you originally felt, you may need to get yourself some new friends because you need to be surrounded with people who are uplifting and who are making it better for you, not people who, um, you know, want to join you there in your misery. So it could be that you need to get a friend, again, that would just be uh, perky and fun and spontaneous and who just being around her makes you feel better. And it may not even be somebody who's related, you know, who's necessarily a professional contact, but somebody who just makes you feel better by the sheer, her sheer presence. So that may be something you need to do. I always, when therapists kind of come to me in a group, and again, this happened with two different groups in Chicago. I had those two delightful girls that I would, have just been talking about today that have kind of gotten in a negative place. Um, and they would talk about, they said that a lot of times at the end of the day, they would kind of all congregate and talk about all the things that went wrong with them that day. Well, you certainly don't need that. And and when you're in that environment, you really can't, you know, say, well, I'm just not going to talk to you anymore what you need to do in that situation is is stick with your current friends but again you all don't let each other go down that deep dark hole (laughs) you need to be saying to each other let's support each other here without getting getting so negative let let me help you Look at what good happened. Let me give you some solutions for some issues that you're having with your child. Let me, if I'm doing nothing else, just cheering you up, just saying, hey, you can do this. You can do this. Hang in there. You're great at this. You're a great speech pathologist. You're a great developmental interventionist or OT or whatever you are. And, again, be each other's cheerleaders. You really may need to find other people like that. Um, for a long time, again, that that might have been people even that weren't professionally associated with me certainly johnny does that for me and it's been my greatest cheerleader forever my mom has done that for me you know she always is saying you know oh families are so lucky to have you or these therapists are so lucky to have you and again guys she said this to me 20 years ago when i didn't have a website when i hadn't written books and when i didn't have dvds and all these posts that get millions and millions of hits. You know, she said that to me from the beginning when when nobody probably thought I was, that great of what I was doing. And so you may just develop your own little support system or your little cheerleading section with people outside your job. It would be great if you could get it, though, from a professional colleague. And so you may be able to find a mentor. And it could be somebody that's, you know, just a couple of years older than you. It may be somebody in your company who's who's 10 years older or 15 years older, and they certainly have more experience, but somebody more than anything that can help you know what you need to know somebody that can give you real life perspective with hey try this hey try that this is a good idea maybe this would work it can give you some it may be that they just tell you hey you're doing good enough you're, you're on the right track just just pick yourself up keep going keep going it's going to be okay you know even just hearing that from someone who's a little wiser has a little more experience maybe what you need to do it could be, again, that you need to recruit someone maybe even outside your company, though, outside your current position that can give you a brand-new perspective altogether. It could be that you need to find a mentor who's more like a peer, but in uh, in another discipline. I have just loved the professional relationships I've had over the years with with uh, OTs and with PTs and with developmental therapists so that I could get a whole different Perspective on what a kid was doing for me and with me. Sometimes it feels like to me. <laughs> From talking with a therapist in another discipline. So make sure that you are recruiting colleagues or peers that you can talk to and it may be again somebody that doesn't even work for the same program you do it could be somebody who will never lay eyes on the same child that you're talking about or work with the same family and that's okay they can even be a little bit more objective you know they're certainly not going to see what you see if they're not seeing the child too but they may be able to bring new ideas or a fresh opinion that you've never even considered before. So get yourself, develop yourself some new friendships and new professional relationships. Uh, It could be that you just need to, if you can't find any of that in your real life, (laughs) you can do it online. There's so many uh, Facebook pages right now that are devoted to niches in our profession. There's certainly some good ones that I follow. Um, on Facebook, Early Intervention SLPs, Birth to Three SLPs. I don't remember exactly what it's called, and I'm not obsessed with Facebook or addicted to Facebook anymore, and I haven't looked at those pages in several weeks, so I can't recall all the titles. But get yourself in a group where you feel like you are getting support. And, again, not support in the complaining, oh, my gosh, you know, woe is me, woe is me, woe is me way, but support in, that you can draw on their experiences and their professional wisdom and get yourself some coaching, even if it's from someone that you will never meet. And I have, again, been so privileged with um, teachmetotalk.com to have been able to develop a lot of these professional contacts with women that I never thought I would meet, but it's so much fun when you do get to meet them in person like at ASHA or at another Professional events, you know, that's kind of fun, too, if you can work that out with your schedules to eventually meet in person. But even if that never happens, just being able to have somebody online that you can read their advice, that you can hear what they would do, that you can um, get a different recommendation than what you would have come up with or even you and your friends, <laughs> you and the people that you work with maybe would have come up with. So no time like now has there ever been a way to to obtain and and make those professional associations uh, like we have now with Facebook and Twitter and any kind of uh, message board that you could do that with. So get out there and find yourself some virtual friends and some virtual mentors to give yourself some new information, get yourself some new contacts that way. All right, the. Last thing that you may need to consider, the last way to get yourself out of a rut and move on is really the move on part. And it's the most drastic, and I hope that you don't find yourself in this place, but if you do, it's okay. You may have to give yourself such an overhaul that you need to... Get a new job. And that certainly is something that we have in our field. There's so much flexibility in the field of speech language pathology. You know, we don't have to just work in early intervention or preschool or school age kids or adult rehab or even geriatrics. You know, we have so much flexibility with what we do. And there are a lot of us who don't just specialize in one area. They see, you know, I had, had one girl, I remember one time I was doing a conference in Baton Rouge and she was from Mississippi. And you know, if you've listened to the show for, you know, any length of time, I'm from Mississippi. So I always feel that kindred spirit. And she said to me, Laura, I'm the only speech pathologist in my town and I see everybody. She said, on my business cards, I kind of joke and say that I see you from zero to 99. It doesn't matter what's going on with you. It doesn't matter what your diagnosis is. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter your payer type. I'm it. I see everybody for everything. And for some of us, that would be a little daunting, thinking I have to be good at everything. I have to be skilled enough at everything to be able to provide treatment. But for some of us, that's exactly what we need. We need that variety. Excuse me. We need that big, broad experience of being able to see all different kinds of people and ages and diagnoses and have a big, big, big variety in what our treatment plans are. So there are certainly places like that out there there are some of us who at different position different times, different, you know, positions or parts of our lifetime that need to work in different settings. You know, when your kids are in school, a lot of times that, that school setting becomes much more attractive to you because it fills a personal need. You know, you get to be home when your kids are home. You don't have to struggle for daycare. You're off when they're off and you have more, um flexibility as a mom than you did say if you were working in a different setting so sometimes it does mean really looking at how can I make myself happier here how can what can I do you know still stay in this field I'm certainly not suggesting that you ditch it all and you know go work Christmas retail Although for some of us, working Christmas retail would let us remember, hey, this this job, this current thing I have going on is not so bad. (laughs) I can get back to it, and now I'm going to get back to it with a happier attitude because I know what else is out there for me, and I didn't like that nearly as much as I like this. So figure out what you need. Figure out what would make it better for you. Lots of states have gone through really dramatic payer source shifts. And so lots of therapists have shared with me as i get to teach my courses throughout the united states what a struggle it had been for them to shift to learn how to do insurance billing or to get approved to be you know a medicaid provider in their state or to you know whatever the big shift had been um and a lot of therapists have shared things like you know um, their real life solutions you know i Went to work for an agency because I just couldn't take not getting paid on time or I I just couldn't figure out how to wrap my head around doing that insurance billing. And so I just decided that if I wanted to stay in this field and stay happy every day, that I would work for somebody else and let them worry about all that and then just let me worry about providing treatment. Some people have done things like um, hire a billing person to kind of get everything going for their system and then, you know, keep that person or, um, you know, kind of learn it. And then you're able to get out there and feel better about it and feel like you know what you're doing. So look for whatever your solution is. I had a friend last year or the year before who's an OT that left pediatrics all together she decided I'm just going to do some adult I like home health I like that part of it I like that flexibility but I'm just going to go work with adults and then let them do all the billing and she was trying to kind of pick and choose what she liked best about her job now that did not work for her (laughs) she decided that she really missed little people Uh, an early intervention so she came back to it but guess what she never would have been she never would have known that she never would have realized gosh I'm just going to stick this out I'm going to get back to what I love to do had she not taken taken the leap and done something differently to let herself know no this is what I'm supposed to be doing so I'm just going to have to figure out some other solutions so whatever it is for you whatever you can you need to do to get yourself back on track and feeling like you know, this is this is fun for me. This is what I'm supposed to do. It may be that if you're, a, uh, this happens all the time. Someone will um, come to the conference and they're saying to me, like, I'm working in the schools or I'm working for a contract company and I'm doing nursing homes and, you know, whatever else they assign me to do but my end goal here is early intervention so i got your flyer in the mail and i decided to come to this course to start to gather my thoughts and brush up a little bit on early speech language development you know i haven't done pediatrics since grad school i haven't thought about little kids in a really long time so i'm here to kind of brush up my skills that happens a lot where people are just you know getting ready to make that leap but they're not quite ready yet So they're planning for that. They're planning for that big shift. And that may be something you need to do. If you are miserable in early intervention, I bet you could find just a per diem position somewhere with, you know, an adult population. You could do geriatrics. You could probably do um, some PRN coverage in a rehab hospital, you know, if you're skilled enough to do that. Something where you're just filling in. You may decide, I don't know, maybe the schools would be better for me. You may take somebody's, You know, just do their maternity leave to decide if that's something that you want to shift to and do full time. We have so many opportunities. There's so much flexibility. So if you are just miserable, that may be something that you need to consider, you know, a big career shift. It may be something like, you know, you have um, been with a particular agency and not gotten the support you need it may be just switching to a different agency where they have more opportunities for collaboration with other disciplines. It may be that you are the only speech pathologist in your company and you feel kind of lost without support. You may need to go work for somebody else for a little bit so that, you know, who employs 15 or 20 speech pathologists so that you have that opportunity to get some, um, collaboration or get some other uh input, more networking opportunities with with other speech language pathologists or an agency that just has a different feel that they encourage uh more team building kinds of exercises so that you um have more people to pull from. It might be the opposite. <laughs> you might be stifled in the company that you're working with or the agency or the program. It may be that you need to kind of pull out and go on your own. Boy, that was me. That was me in the nineties, <laughs> with thinking, "Oh, I, there's a better way to do this, and I, I need to be the boss here. I need, I need to be the one making the rules and 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 deciding what the policies will be." You know that that's terrible for me or terrible for the families I see. It could be something like that, where you need to decide. You know. I'm ready to do this on my own I I need to get out and be a little bit more independent where I can make my own decisions you know it could be something like that so my point here is figure out exactly what's kind of got you down in that rut in the first place and it may just not be one thing guys it may be this sort of thing where you're figuring out you know is it the paperwork do I need to spend some time, you know, take a couple of days where I do nothing but streamline my systems. Do I need to buy myself um a laptop that's going to work more consistently or, you know, whatever whatever your your issue is, identify what's making my job and my life more miserable than I would want to be and then don't just complain about it don't just fret about it or wring your hands about it or sigh about it or cry about it whatever it is you do but solve you know solve it give yourself some solutions and it may be that you're going to say I'm going to try this first and if this doesn't work then we'll go more drastic and then we'll do something bigger until things eventually get better thankfully for most of us We're not going to have to do that. We're not going to have to make these big, dramatic, life-changing shifts where we quit what we're doing now and get a whole new job. It might be just something simpler, as we've already talked about, going and buying a few new toys or buying a book or going to a course or getting ourselves some more positive friends or just having that talk with ourselves where we say, this is not so bad, or or telling yourself, I am better at this job than I thought I was. Let me think of all the families in the past year who have told me good job. Let me think about um, all the kids, all the progress that they made. You may need to go back and read some progress notes from a year ago with a kid that you're still seeing and realize how much progress he or she's made. You may need to just kind of look yourself in the mirror and pat yourself on the back and saying, you are doing great. You rocked this job today. And it doesn't have to be something earth shattering for you to feel like you can give yourself credit. It may just be that you got a couple of new signs from a kid. It may be from a kid Um, who doesn't usually interact with you who actually made eye contact and smiled guys that's something to celebrate that's something to really know that you had a part in that you were a purposeful creator in that situation that you facilitated that you made that happen and give yourself credit for those things be sure that you are reveling in your own success, so that even if you don't have these get it, these new relationships I've talked about or even if you don't spend a dime on new toys or new books or whatever, it may just mean looking in the mirror and telling yourself, I am doing a good job. I can do this. All right. I am about seven minutes short of a full hour, but I have just talked myself into this really, really good place. (laughs) I hope that you have listened yourself into a really, really good place today and that if you were feeling a little down, that you've certainly given yourself some things to think about and some new actions that you're going to take, even if it's just something as simple as making an attitude shift i love it when i get to hear that people have benefited from a show and so i'm hoping that this show is going to be like that for people there i know there are those of you who will never email me or never take that time because you're just so busy or that's just not what you do or whatever but if you feel like you want to Share experiences like that where you've just really realized, you know, this is what I needed to do to make myself feel better and done it. I would love to hear about that. So be sure that you uh, take the time to email me, com, and share your successes with me. If you have a particular strategy that's helped you kind of get out of your own rut before, something that I didn't mention today that you think would be worthwhile for other people to hear, send it to me. I'll share it. Perhaps I'll even have you as a guest on the show. And let me just mention that too. For 2015, I am looking for all kinds of guests. So if you have questions and want to get some input and get some additional ideas, I would love for you to be a guest on the show. If you have something that you want to talk about just to kind of share. Uh, again, kind of get it out there. It may not be something that you need a lot of help with, but certainly something you want to talk about. I'm open for that too. So drop me an email, laura at com, or you can leave a comment at teachmetotalk.com, and I will be more than happy um, to address that. Speaking of happy, let me end the show by saying happy Thanksgiving. I hope that you have a wonderful day with all the people that you love and a great holiday weekend. And that's a way certainly to recharge, to be able to step away from this job. Even if you are completely passionate about it and enthusiastic about it like I am, we all still need some time off. So with those parting words, I'm going to get off here. And as I said at the top of the show, get my Thanksgiving on with uh, Johnny and our kids. And I just hope that you have uh, the very best Thanksgiving holiday.